Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back, baby. To Horns Up Talking Texas podcast, Fisher Disciples, DJ, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Happy MLK Day, gents. Shout out to the GOAT, Martin Luther King Jr. Big news for our Texas Longhorns this past week and Isaiah Bond. He's coming over from Alabama. Welcome to the show, my friend. Steve Sarkeesian, is he leaving for Alabama? No, sir. He's got a four-year extension. Dwayne Aquina, the, arguably the creator of DBU, the father of DBU. He's back in the mix. Bama's losing their tight end. We're in the mix for him. Bama's losing their linebacker. We're in the mix for him. The boys are buzzing down in Austin, Texas. But let's first start with Isaiah Bond. He joins Matthew Golden as our two wide receiver transfer. Matthew, Matthew Golden, we spoke about him a plethora of times on the show. Coming over from Houston, he had his best game against us, ironically, this past season. We have those two guys. We have Jonte Cook, who we've spoken about. We have Wingo. We have Niblet coming in. We have both our running backs back and four of our five offensive linemen, plus obviously Quinn Ewers. Could our offense be better this year, upcoming year, than it was this past season when we won the Big 12 and when we won and when we went to the Sugar Bowl? Um, yes, undoubtedly, in my opinion. Um, I think the speed that we added is something that you really just you can't find just, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Like it's bond is blazing speed. Golden's mm. got blazing speed and they might not even be the fastest players on the team. Mm. Ryan Niblett's in the program and he's supposed to be the fastest guy in the program right now. So it's going to be pretty insane to see how we utilize everyone. And you know, what I love the most is like, these guys are pumped to get other receivers in the room. Like John Tay cook has been super vocal and like been super animated about, when we sign a guy like Isaiah Bond or Matthew Golden, he's the first one to post on Instagram or Twitter and, mm -hmm. you know, sing these guys' praises and welcome them into the room. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, you could totally be that type of receiver where they, you're looking behind your back and you're saying, oh, you're getting more guys out of my position. Like, that's going to take my my PT away. That's going to take my catches away, my targets away. Or you can be like Jonte and say, look, this is going to make me better, right? This is going to take more eyes off me. You know, this is going to make our offense more dynamic. It's going to bring another player to the to the fold that, you know, I can learn from as well. I mean, these guys also learn from each other. It's not like they're only learning from their coaches. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm loving every little thing about what's going on right now. I mean, Isaiah Bond had that massive catch for Bama in that Auburn game that everyone remembers where they played a close one and he had that last second, you know, touchdown to, to seal the victory for them and then basically go to the uh, conference championship game. So, He's a baller, you know. He's he's from Alabama. He's the number two overall uh, transfer prospect, transfer recruit in two four seven composite. Um, you know, this is a guy that has huge playmaking ability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Toss. Yeah, he's actually he's actually from Buford, Georgia. That's just the one thing I wanted to, to mention there. Um, so you know, potential nice pipeline for Sark and the rest of the staff to continue to tap into. Um, maybe. Snacks to check you on right underneath Kirby Smart's nose. Uh, we didn't even mention like in the speed, 
conversation. Aaron Butler, who's also an incoming freshman, he mm-hmm. ran like I think a sub twenty-two, uh, two hundred yard, two hundred meter dash in in high school, which is also really really fast. I don't know if he's going to be playing wide receiver or corner. I, I think that's according to some people still up in the air because he was, you know, he's labeled as a, a quote unquote athlete, uh, presumably coming in as a wide receiver, but maybe he gets involved in special teams. Like there's so much speed out there. Um, Bond, you know, b- between he and um, Jermaine, important wide receivers on the Crimson Tide this past year. So he immediately, I think, steps in for us alongside Matthew Golden and, and then John Tay Cook. Maybe he plays on the outside, but I think all these guys are going to play all over the field. There's going to be a lot of pre-snap motion. Um, our signal caller gets one more pre or one more off-season and preseason under his belt. So I expect that he will go into next year. Very, very confident. Um, there, we have full belief that that Quinn can be a Heisman candidate and be the best quarterback in next year's draft class, be the first selected um, by an NFL team. So, yeah, I mean, the retooling, like, it's more than that, right, Josh? That's what you're saying. Like, are we better than we were last year? We won't know until we see it, but sure. it certainly feels like we have enough quality uh, players in the locker room to – even even outperform that production that that the guys who are now going to the league this year um, were able to accomplish this season. <laughs> which, is, so. which is crazy because we have two pro wide receivers going to the league this year and a pro tight end. And but you bring up the back. pro, running, pro back. running back, but you bring up yeah, you bring up the you bring up Quinn Ewers' development. And I'd say you know we shouted out Dwayne Aquina in, at the beginning of the show, and he's brought in to help the development of our defensive backfield, who again gets a year older. And I don't think our backfield defensive backfield stunk last year. I think they were just young, and I think. Quinn Ewers, like, look, Michael Penix Jr. dominated college football this year. How many years has he been playing college football? Bo Nix in the same boat. So a lot of these guys have a lot of seasoning under their belt, and it's only going to help Quinn Ewers to mature. Same with the offensive line. Like, as good as Banks is, excuse me, another year under his belt, another year under C.J. Baxter's belt. And I think with Jonte Cook, you know, it's. I guess for some people it could be a bit of a head scratch. Like, why do you want so many guys in your wide receiver room? Look, if he thinks he's great and he knows he's one of the best, he's going to play. Like Sark ran the best three wide receivers last year, but he could change it up. There's no, there's, you know, and he could have John T. Cook obviously in that mix, and he could have John T. Cook leading the pack. I'm wearing a Detroit Lions hat, and we spoke about it yesterday when we we're all watching the game. Like the beauty of the Lions is in their running back room, they could run Jameer Gibbs, they could run David Montgomery, they could run whoever the hot hand is, depending on where they are in the field. Like you could have John T. Cook, Golden out there, you could have now Isaiah Bond out there, and like speed's going to kill and you're going to open up the field and that's going to make it easy for blue and Baxter to get cooking. Yeah. I think you, I think you're spot on. And I think that since, since we have so much youth on the offense and we have so many new guys coming in, this might be a different situation where we're, there's no undoubtedly one number one guy like Xavier or, or 80, right? Like those are our guys that are staying on the field, no matter what, it might be a situation now where we have so many guys in the building that our rotation just is, Always fresh guys, you know, like rotating them in and out. And look, I'm sure someone will prevail at some point where they'll be the number one guy or, or you know, our solid, you know, outside guys, inside guys. But I like the idea of just, you know, getting a solid rotation in there, right? And if Niblett needs to come in or if, or if Moore needs to come in, Jonte needs to come in, like you just rotate these guys in and out. I mean, even Ryan Wingo might get some snaps here. And so I want to keep these guys happy, get them their snaps and their targets. But at the same time, you know, best man plays. But if they're all the best man, you know, if they're all p- playing at a high level, why not just play with the freshest legs, you know, just get a solid rotation in and out and get all these guys to a point where they, you know, can be successful next year and, and bring it on to the next level. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah not to, not to mention potential guys that can be used more so in the style of Keelan Robinson and gadget type of plays, right? Like yeah. Savion Red, and I would even say Wisner, right, has the the opportunity. He's really, really he's slight, but he's got some speed and he's got some quickness and elusiveness. The that Hebrew we saw. Hammer. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know if the hammer part is is necessarily there for his nickname yet. But <laughs> I, I, think, I think the Akita, you know, I, I just wanted to mention like some of the guys that he coached. During his tenure between 01 and 13, three uh, Jim Thorpe winners. And then amongst the massive list, Michael Huff, Aaron Ross, Earl Thomas, Quentin Jammer, Michael Griffin, Sed Griffin, Nathan Vasher, Rod Babers, Terrell Brown, Aaron Williams, Kenny Vaccaro, Quandre Diggs, like standout college players, but also standout professional players as well. And um, in the, the portal talk, the guy that you didn't mention, Josh, is also Jamar Muhammad, who is a corner for Washington um, of course, cousins with our Malik Muhammad. And, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. I think he's going to take a visit later this week to Texas to have both of those cousins on the outside. Uh, Muhammad Islands, I guess, it would be an archipelago at that point. It would be pretty fun. Uh, a lot, we, have a, we have a lot of good stuff. We can do Goldeneye with uh, Goldeneye 007 with Matt Golden and uh, Bond. Isaiah Bond. And yeah, yeah I, I, Muhammad I'm Maha- is the most common name in the world, according to Superbad. Yeah, I mean, we got But it's not just, it wouldn't here. just be those two guys, right? Like our DB room is not only present with a lot of talent, young talent, but also depth where guys could come in be interchangeable, rotate in and out. And Akina is gonna Akina is gonna be able to get the best out of these guys. Like there's just no question about that. Yeah. And one guy I didn't shout out at the beginning when we did the intro was Jade Barron coming yeah. back. That's return. such a massive return for us. Like I think I I texted you guys and we'll get work back back to Texas, but on the Ohio State front, you know, no one really is everyone's like Georgia, can Michigan repeat, Texas is back. No one's really discussed Ohio State here. And say what you will about Ryan Day, but look what Ryan Day returned. He returned both his edge guys, his defensive tackle, his his cornerback, his running back. Even though besides Marvin Harrison Jr. Everyone but Marvin Harrison Jr. Exactly, and he upgraded at quarterback. I think a lot of people would think. So and they lost Fleming, but he's really the only guy that's that's out. He there. wasn't really seeing. Yeah, but he wasn't really. And they brought in the literal number one recruit uh, at receiver. Right. So it's so important to yes, kill it in the transfer portal, and yes, send guys to the league, but also returning guys and keeping them on that mission is is so valid. And I think having Baron comes back. I know we were a little like, oh, I wish he returned some guys. But having Baron, Majors back, Ewers back, Alfred Collins back, it's like, all right, guys are still sticking around to get more out of this program and squeezing Gavenda, squeezing more of the juice. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to Akina coming in. Quandre Diggs, you mentioned him as one of the guys, unless he went to Twitter and shouted out the fact that Akina's coming back. So that goes to show you how important he was to him and his development. Look, we know how beloved he was by these players. And, you know, Quan would be the first one to tell you that, you know, this guy needed to be in the building earlier. And I think that, you know, it's finally happening. And that might be a credit to why, you know, Jade Barron's deciding to stay. Mm. Um, but also I think it kind of it kind of brings home the point that I made last week about these guys that are seniors that kind of want to be that veteran presence, that want to be the ones that are the leaders of the locker room. You saw like in the the video that he posted about his return where Michael Huff is giving him the number seven jersey, right? Passing the torch a little bit. Um, and you know, that's, that's an honor, you know, it's, it's a new brotherhood that he's joining. You know, Quan always says that the players, you know, keep in touch with the guys who rock the same numbers. Them Quan's got a fraternity with the sixes and the sevens. And so it's the same thing, you know, and, and I think that, you know, bringing that presence, rocking number seven, you know, being that guy that takes after Huff and being the senior leader there and, and anchoring that, that defense that really needs 
some senior leadership losing Ford um, and, you know, the, the guys on the D line as well, you know, it's something that is really important, you know, minus the the field play, just the locker room. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's in, at the end of the day, Akeen is a guy that was getting his name thrown around to be a defensive coordinator for Arizona. And he mm. decided to leave that to become an analyst at Texas. Yeah. That just, that just tells you like what we're building here is like, it's much bigger than just, just football. Like th- these guys are trying to like really change a culture and really trying to put this school back on the map. And if you do that, you can take whatever job you want. Yeah. I think he's also up there in age and look like the thing with Arizona, they lost Jed fish. And I think maybe he saw the writing on the wall once, you know, Washington's job opened up with Kalen DeBoer going to Alabama and Jed fish now going to Washington. I think he's like, do I want to be a part of another rebuilding staff like this program? Okay. If he was, if he was Jed fish was staying and he was going to be the DC at Arizona and they were going to the big 12 where they could actually do some damage. I felt next year. That's one thing. They were returning a lot, a ton of guys, like 19 out of 23 of their, of their guys that had started last year were coming back. And I know a lot of those guys are disappointed and probably will end up in the portal, but even, even more so to your point about like what that roster was going to look like there. It's a completely different ball game now. Yeah. If you would have asked me who my favorite was for the big 12 next year, I would have said ahead of Colorado set of ahead of Oklahoma state and and the, and the Baylor's and the teams that we know and the TCU's, I would have said Arizona with Jed fish. And that team, I would have said Utah, right? But now I don't know. And for him, like, this is more of a certainty. Like, you could be a part of something great. You could be one of the guys that helps these young guys develop in the defensive backfield. Derek, you can make Derek Williams, like, oh, like from a really good, you know, player, really good safety to a guy that's a second round pick, first round pick for the Texas Longhorns. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but like, you could be a part of that. You could be a part of Muhammad, our Muhammad's development, right? Like we love Malik Muhammad. You could be a part of, you could be a part of making Terrence Brooks. Okay. A really good college player to a professional player. Like you've done that a multitude of times and the talent is there. And these guys all of a sudden, like, yeah, we got torched a little bit, but you know what? We've been there now. Like this whole defensive backfield, pretty much y'all, they've gotten experience. They have now been there. There's no question of like, Ooh, Texas hasn't been there before. They don't have the veteran presence. Nope. We all got it. Like that's like, you know, that's the the half the glass half full of like, okay, we lose the sugar bowl, but we still get that experience. We still get that prowess, you know, to play in a major game and to play in a playoff game. And these guys will come back stronger and better as we hope and presume. Um, elsewhere, you know, let's count our chickens before they hatch a little bit, just to, you know, list some guys. Uh, Blackshire, linebacker from Alabama. He's in the portal. We're looking at him a bit stronger than Nye Black, their tight end, who had four touchdowns for Alabama last year. I think Blackshire would be fantastic to replace Jalen Ford or come in and, you know, and split some time with Menda. But I really think we can go and get um, Nye Black, the tight end from Alabama. That's going to change our team dramatically. We replacing J. Tavion Sanders is something that we've like the big. It's almost the biggest elephant in the room right now. And if we can do that with our uh, with uh, Armani Nye Black, I think that'd be massive. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, at the end of the day, like he's a big athletic tight end that you know is pretty similar to, to Javen Sanders and he it's not like a guy that like didn't get a lot of playing time last year like he was a pretty big piece of Bama's offense you know he was their number one tight end I think he had mm-hmm. over 40 receptions maybe um mm. you know at the end of the day like this is a guy that would immediately be an impact player for us and as you see like Quinn really you know loves to have a safety blanket in the tight end position and, and Stark likes to utilize that and yeah, I think it's something that's super important for this offense um I mean I I think we want to give Gunnar Helm some praise too. I mean, Toss, you were talking to me yesterday about it. And you talked me into it that 
know, he's a tremendous run blocker, big body guy. He was really reliable for us last year. So let's not write him off completely yet. But I think we've given him praise though on the show. I'm glad you're doing it now. But I think before we have we've always been like, sure. oh, Gunnarhelm was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sold that he's like Jatavian Sanders worthy, no. you know, where he's just gonna be like the guy that we need to just pepper with targets, but you know, he's a guy that we can rely on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's really he was really productive for us. I mean, anytime a guy kind of pops off when you're not expecting it to, like I think that's a clear indicator that the that the player one has the trust of the coaches and two has the talent to translate to production on the field. Right. And he did that in big games already this season. Mm-hmm. So I I have the utmost faith if we don't end up with Nye Black that like we're in great hands with Gunner. And obviously, like anyone who's listened to us in the last three weeks knows how we feel about Ogbo slotting in there as the second tight end. And we we did get um no baby. Forget, I'm forgetting his name now, but a true freshman coming into the building who's a four-star whose name is escaping me right now at the tight end position as well, who you know we wouldn't expect to play, but I love that talent behind. Gunner and, and anyone else who's in that room. Um, yeah, I mean, I just adding into it, like on the Akina side with, with Jade, like Jade was going to be a probably, a, he was going to get drafted, I think, if he had declared. It would have been like a fifth round pick. But now he's getting seven, right? He's taking up that mantle. He's he's pointing to the Thorpe Award in, in his video of him staying, which I love. I love that, that aspiration because if he is to be a Jim Thorpe winner, or even in you know a finalist like that completely changes his stock. So it makes sense for him to stay as well. Uh, we we said multiple times that he was our best tackling DB on this team. Like he proved time and time again that he is stalwart out there, that he is reliable, and that I think he's really going to be a leader. And obviously, Makuba hasn't been on the forty acres yet, but he's played a lot of college football. So I, I like you know, and you mentioned already those young guys getting the experience in in the semifinal game. Uh, and of course, in the Big 12 championship game, like this is a, a defensive backfield that we haven't seen, you know, since Akina was with our with our university. And it's it's going to be really, really exciting. I mean, you look all across the board at all of our different position groups, like there are a lot less question marks and few question marks, if any, than we considered there would be after that semifinal loss to Washington. And mm-hmm. it's been quickly replaced like things have the the dam has has not only been uh been shored up by Sark, but you know, we've built it, you know, 10 feet higher too. And, it's and I crazy. think that's that's part of the reason why, you know, the Board of Regents, the University of Texas was willing to extend Sark through 2030. Um, and he gets that that extension. I think he's in what he's in he's going into year four of his six year initial contract, and then he'll get an additional four years well-deserved by him. He's doing everything he needs to. We're heading in the right direction. Each year we've progressively gotten better. The hype around the team has gotten realer. um, And I couldn't be more excited about us going to the SEC and feeling like we're really at the top of the SEC alongside Georgia. And I mean, LSU, I think will be really good too next year. They have a good backup quarterback that's slotting in for Jaden Daniels. That's Kelly. Alabama question marks. I mean, Brian Kelly's a guy that's been in the playoff though. We've got to respect that. Right. Sure. But he, you know, he's the Dallas Cowboys of college football. He ain't doing nothing. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you could be right. You could be right. Dallas Cowboys put up a, a pitiful performance. And so anyone that's a, a Dallas person, a Texas person who is rooting for the Cowboys can just hop on the horns bandwagon and the, tex- uh, the Zans, baby, the Texans. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, and Tamika Ryan's in the Texans. <laughs> um, the Zans. But yeah, I mean, we have to feel we have to feel really, really good about where we are 
in the SEC yeah. in that standing. We re- we did. Hundred percent. We returned like our our look. We could look look at where we could be. Nick has said it so many times. Like we don't have to go to the portal to get a quarterback. We don't have to go to the coaching, you know, carousel to get a coach. We're like the best standing. We have the two most important things in college in, in football. In the game of football, you have a great head coach. You have a great quarterback. You're ready to rock at, at that point. And then you know we we, we, we go coordinators too. And yeah, like Toss is yeah. saying, we retain. Yeah. Not only do we the dam not break, we built on the dam. Like right. which is which is pretty crazy considering we're losing guys to the draft. No coordinators left really. We lost Bo Davis, but we bring in Aquino, who I think is honestly maybe more exciting. Um, and we bring in, you know, Nansen from Arizona, who's got experience with Sark, another guy from Arizona, like, which I mean, I'm wondering if that helped bring Akina back. Um, sure. Maybe Definitely that's something we, we could ask Quan. And then once we get that DL spot filled, which we're hearing a lot of great names, I think we're going to be in pretty strong shape, uh, from a, <laughs> which is an understatement from a staff standpoint. And then we'll see how everything breaks. If we get one of these guys in the transfer portal, all of a sudden we have a top tier transfer recruiting class. We have a top tier regular recruiting class for freshmen. We haven't really lost anybody on, on our own right uh, to the portal. So y- you got to be happy. Closing thoughts, gents? Hook them. Hook them. Toss. Aloha. Yeah, for aloha. A, aloha uh, for Akina, I, baby. <laughs> apparently, apparently, Jaron Thompson, who's transferring away from Texas, is going to Auburn. Um, so I don't. we don't see them next year, so we won't see him. But mm. best of luck to him, and I, I hope he uh, he's going to impress. Service. He's a good player. Yeah, and then, uh, and then bet online. Shout out to them. Promo code believe B L A A V to get your fifty percent off welcome bonus. Thank you, Nick. And thank we you guys. Bet Thanks, bet love, online. Yeah, aloha and aloha for our new coach, Mister Akina from Hawaii. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. We have a special one this week that we're cooking up, so get excited. Fisher Disciples, DJ Nikki Snacks Credit. Something that we've never done on Horns Up Talking Texas. See you mm. next time. That can mean a lot of things. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.